You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I'm your host, David Delaney. Very honored to have you on the podcast today. I've got a couple of excellent guests today. I've got two, which this is the first time I've done, I had two people on the show at the same time. So I'm excited to see how this goes. I got Braden Young and Nick Casali with Sendoso. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Excited to be here. Excited to be the first two guests on the podcast at the same time. <laughs> excited to be here. Thanks, David. Yeah, yeah. This is this is wild. I learned some new technical you know tricks on Skype today. So thanks for pushing the boundaries, you guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Braden, you know, we we met a while ago, and I know your your other co-founder, Chris. Braden, you're the co-founder and the main growth guy of Sendoso. And Nick, you're the account executive, you know, working with the clients. Braden, could you give us a little background on Sendoso, you know, how you came up with the company and w- what brought you guys uh, to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Like head of growth guy or growth guy, basically <laughs> all things sales, right? So just from, I think I'm also like pseudo HR guy too. So the title changes with the day, right? As sort of as, a, as, as we keep growing Sendoso. But to sort of give you a background as like how, how we kind of ended up at Sendoso. So we started about three years ago. We actually started with a company called Coffee Sender first, like sending out Starbucks e-gift cards. We thought it was actually kind of a cool way to try to get in front of a prospect or something a bit different. Like, hey, like here's a $5 gift card to Starbucks. And then that quickly grew to people asking like, hey, like how can we do Dunkin' Donuts or how can we do other things besides just, you know, a, a $5 digital card? So we kind of went back to the drawing board, figure out a way to not just do e-gifts, but also to do like all types of physical things like swag, like wine, like handwritten notes, and have recently added things like, hey, like on-demand type stuff, like cookies and cupcakes and anything Postmates might be able to send. So it's been uh, it's been a really fun process to see the world of account-based marketing grow and to see you know more and more sales teams incorporate different channels to try to get in front of prospects and you know get in front of their customers. Yeah, this is amazing, and and you, I think you guys are way you know right at the 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 head of a trend that's happening in that people seem to be kind of inundated with phone calls and emails and the, and and companies out there looking for something different to get in front of prospects. So that's kind of what you guys provide, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as someone who's you know been a sales rep uh, for a while now, and talking to other sales reps, people in marketing for, I mean, pretty much every day. There's definitely a renaissance here in terms of schools of thought around how do we start to get in front of people. And I think we're seeing email become, you know, the inbox is more inundated than ever. And it's just harder, even if you have an actual valuable solution for the person you're reaching out to, to get their attention. So people are starting to, to get more and more creative in terms of, you know, how do we get in front of that prospect? How do we think of new and creative ways to really get our messaging and, and give ourselves a chance to go in there and make that sale. 
Yeah, Nick, thank you. You know, that just reminds me, like, back in the day, you'd have to set up, like, a assembly line of, like, packages and, you know, send out, like, 10 books or something like that uh, yourself as the sales rep. So how, how does it work in your system where, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you can just, like, press a button or select something online and then it goes out. How does that work? Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I actually... Last company I was at, uh, all the sales reps had to do that. So we got all these manila envelopes, we packed them with magazines, wrote our own handwritten notes. And, and I think that's really one of the key challenges here is direct mail is something that everyone knows they should be doing, right? Everyone has sent that handwritten letter. You see the value of it. You know the value if you've gotten one. The challenge for companies today is, you know, how do you, how do you operate, operate, operationalize, excuse me, and scale direct mail? And when it comes down to it, what we've done is really just made it a technology platform and made it super simple where this plugs right into Salesforce, outreach, sales loft for your reps so that you can go in and just in a matter of clicks and typing out that handwritten message, send a handwritten letter, send something super personalized, but just in a couple of seconds so that you can still be you know, a high output uh, SDR or BDR, whatever term you use, and still you know, not break from your day-to-day flow to go test take 10 minutes to write a letter, put it in the mail and, you know, then have to run back to your desk and get back into it. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, a lot of the most successful BDRs, what is it? LDRs, SDRs, like that, that we see that we work with will incorporate, you know, some sort of gifting, let's say it's a handwritten note into like their overall flow, right? Like maybe step one is make a phone call. Step two is a LinkedIn message. Step three is a message from the CEO and maybe like their seventh or eighth step is you know a really good handwritten note or a really cool piece of content that like makes sense to like that individual like the the more personalized the better so the more companies we see going that direction that are kind of incorporating those sorts of flows are having better success and better metrics and kind of having more shots of goal and closing more deals etc yeah i mean what have you guys seen like say there's an sdr out there who's listening to this what have you guys seen work well, as far as different things that you could potentially send people or, you know, different swag and things like that, that have opened some doors for you. Yeah. Or, or not work well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that too. Both. Yeah. Nick had a couple of good ideas. He, he wrote it down. Yeah. So one of my, uh, one of my favorite sends, like use the term sends is we actually enable you with the Sendoso platform to send handwritten notes or, but also post-it notes. So you can do a handwritten post-it note and attach that to a piece of content. So all you do is click to upload a PDF, and then we'll throw a handwritten post-it note on that PDF. So one of the most clever ones I saw that I actually stole from this uh, SCR as well was uh, the rep took a selfie and then uploaded that PDF and wrote a post-it note on that selfie that said, like, hey, I know you, I've been sending you a bunch of emails. Wanted to let you know, you know, want to introduce myself and show you that I'm a real person here, not a bot. Would love to, would love to chat about this. Nice. So, so the, the, the selfie was actually like printed out and then there was a post-it note on the selfie and sent out to the prospect. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly Whoa. right. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> we've, we've seen that done also like on like a sheet cake, like someone like printing their face on a sheet cake. We've seen it done like via pinatas. I mean, like I, I think that the very best things that, that, 
we've seen done are ones that involve like almost like a group think type thing, right? Where like something arrives in the office and it's like, what is this? Like who who's sending this? Like we we've seen like a pinata you sent before, which was awesome. And then all the way down to more simple things like doing cookies or cupcakes or having postmates like show up to the office with, you know, champagne and orange juice, like things like that. Like there's there's some re- like the ones that involve more than just that your one target are typically the best ones since most decisions are made by you know what three different people these days. Okay, so group group gifts that brings everybody into the kitchen or you know kind of brings everybody together and then it's branded with your company and they're going oh how cool of you know Sendoso to send this or something like that. Yeah, like who sent us the bottle of bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. And then, and then, you know, what else? What what are other some, some other things that that we could send or things that you've seen work? Yeah, I I think that uh, I mean where we started was a lot on the e gift side, and like so, I'll give you kind of two examples here. Like we've seen e gifts work really well and really poorly. So to to kind of start like on the really well side of things, so. E-gifts work really well when it's like, hey, like before a demo, you send over like, hey, like, you know, go grab coffee on me or my favorite, like not used enough lunch and learn type thing. Like, hey, here's 10 bucks at Chipotle, like go grab Chipotle and, you know, let's have a phone call at 12. Like stuff like that is really well done because you're kind of incorporating like the phone call and you're getting them excited to kind of talk to you. And it totally changes the conversation when they hop on that demo. Where we've seen it not work well is when you attach an e-gift to like a really long email. Email where it's like, hey, this is why I want to talk to you. And by the way, here's a coffee on me. Like, people aren't going to respond to that. It's like, it's like that was kind of one of the biggest challenges we had in Coffee Center where you, you, these emails go out where they just, they just didn't make sense. And, you know, they were supposed to get back to you by because you sent $5 to Starbucks. It just didn't happen. So, when you kind of incorporate, you know, that into an actual event like a demo or like a, dis- or a disco call or something like that, and you're like saying, hey, go grab something and then let's chat, it, really does a good job to kind of, you know, get that person on the phone we've seen. Okay. And I'm thinking maybe if you want to set up a live meeting, like we've got, it's kind of too late, but we've got um, Dreamforce coming up and it's like, you're trying to get in front of someone, Hey, let's set up a live meeting. Here's a $10 Pete's card. I'll meet you at Pete's and you can use a card and I don't know, something like that. I think that's a great example. Yeah. And you can also start to get smart about this in terms of Braden used the Chipotle example. One thing I've done, and we have over 500 gifts in the platform. You can also get really creative here, sense of like you know Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever it is that you you know can come up with that might be maybe you can tie into some funny messaging too. But with the Chipotle example, like you know you can go on Google Maps, see where their office is today, and say, hey, you know, notice there's a Chipotle downstairs. Thought maybe you know you could run down and grab lunch on me today. Right. So starting to get smart about leveraging, you know, the Internet, leveraging all the other tools that you have at your fingertips and working this into your strategy and thinking about everything that you have that you can send as kind of a different tool in this sort of Sendoso Swiss Army knife where, you know, you're trying to bang down the doors. Maybe one day, like one thing I've had a lot of success with is on a Wednesday, just send a coffee for no reason. Like, hey, I want to help you get over hump day. Here's a coffee. You don't even have, you don't even have to have a good call to action there. Right, but you're just starting to differentiate. One of the more creative sends you're asking earlier, David, that I've seen is we also have an Amazon integration. So what you can do is actually right from Amazon, you can purchase something with Sendoso credit. It'll get sent to our warehouse, repackaged, 
and then you can add a handwritten note. So one thing that I, I saw an SDR do that I thought was brilliant is the prospect he was talking to went to Stanford. They had a big game that weekend. So he sent him a cool pair of these uh, Stanford Strideline socks right from Amazon and said, uh, you know, hey, good luck. Good luck this weekend against, uh, I think it was Oregon. You know, good luck this weekend. I'll be, I'll be pulling for you guys. And he set a meeting right away with that. I love that. That's brilliant. And Stanford, Oregon. That's a good one. <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, that's so creative and, and it gets right ahead of it. When it goes to the warehouse, does someone sit there and, and write a, a note? I mean, I don't want to give away your secret sauce, but <laughs> how, 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 did it, how does it get a handwritten note if it comes right out of the computer? Yeah, we we have them locked in a back room, you know, and they <laughs> and they and they're and they're writing notes all day long. Um, no, so so basically, the way that we did it was we can scale it up and down by having note writers that are around the country. And the what we try to do with every handwritten note that's written is everyone who's writing those notes has gone through a writing sample because you don't want that writing to look like mine, like a five year old. So it's actually actually have good handwriting. And then we try to pair a male with a male and a female with a female. So the writing kind of matches. And then after that note is written by that person, it's essentially sent to whichever warehouse we're using for those sends. It's usually within like a half day to a day. So it's attached to that kit and then sent out. So it's a big logistical fun process on, on the back end, which is uh, always cool to get it all together and then get it out to its end recipient. That's crazy. And, and yeah. I mean, I'm just, God, I, I keep coming back, but it's like the way that, the way that you have to do this manually is it's crazy. I mean, you have to sit there, write the notes, get the book, like pack up all the stuff. And in this process, yeah. it's, yeah. I think also, I, I mean, like if, if you're, you know, if your listeners aren't using Sendoso, I mean, like I would encourage them to like give it a shot on their own too, to kind of see the results that, that they can get. I mean, it's easy to order something off of Amazon, have it sent to you and then add a handwritten note and send it out or, you know, to try doing notes yourself. I, I think if you're able to do it solo, you can kind of see what the results are like and, uh, you know, then you can you know, hopefully at some point you're just going to scale it, come to us. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. I had a guy named Stu Hynek on the show a while back who wrote How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. It's it's actually re- really good, you know, if you, you guys check it out. And he, he's his whole philosophy is like contact marketing where you take it down to the level of like a one-to-one personalization. So he's just totally opposite of just spray and pray, you know. And yeah. one of the one of the things that he came up with was he sent somebody a sword that was like engraved (laughs) because the person was really into like Dungeons and Dragons or something. That's awesome. So he took this to the extreme, to the total extreme. That is, I mean, so I, I have these and and Nick's going to laugh about this because I bring it up on every phone call. I think I found these cookies forever ago where you can base these cookies off of people's LinkedIn profiles and I've always wanted to send them out, and I haven't done it yet. But Nick's always like, why are you showing people that? And I'm like, this is the coolest idea ever. If someone sent me a cookie that was the shape of my face, I would for sure respond to that person. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, man, that is funny. And let me ask you this. If you look back, Braden, I was looking at, at your your profile, if you look back into your history and if you were working, you were in recruiting for a while, right? And I was, yeah. Were you on the Were you on the client side where you were trying to get with the companies? Yeah. So it was it was my job to kind of uh, bring on the clients and then get the recruiters excited to kind of help me fill those roles that that they had. Okay, and so that would be applicable as well to what you guys are doing now, really, because you were trying to get in front of people. 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And and so did this did this idea sort of come out of your frustrations with trying to set up meetings or, you know, trying to come up with something creative to broker meetings it, from your past? So a lot of it came from, so, so Chris, my, my co-founder, like he and I like both went to college together at a, uh, at a, at a very small school up North called, called Chico. And, uh, we, uh, we actually, after <laughs> we graduated, small. we both went into sales and, and it was kind of his, it was one of his ideas. I got to remember for a beer. So he was like, Hey, I'm going to start sending out Starbucks gift cards in the mail to people. And at the time, I thought that was a great idea. So I started using it also where we drop in Starbucks gift cards, write a handwritten note and send it out. And that quickly turned into trying to do it digitally. And it actually worked because like that was, I mean, close to you know three plus years ago. And it was one of those things where it was a side project and it really helped us try to get in front of folks. And that quickly became, hey, how can we do more than just, just you know, Starbucks cards? And it was kind of going the direction of account-based marketing before that was really, really around. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, how does how does it how does it sort of play into the account based marketing, you know, movement that's kind of happening that yeah. where people are using all this technology to try to break into accounts? I think the reason it does is because account based marketing is all about being targeted, right? So rather than spraying and praying and having a thousand accounts you're going after, it's like, hey, these one hundred accounts I know are perfect fits for me. I just really need to set a meeting with the right individual. So by using personalization and gifting, you know, you're able to hopefully build a relationship with that end person and then hopefully get in front of them to, you know, pitch what it is you're trying to sell to them or, you know, the the solution you're trying to give them to help them save more money or whatever it might be. So I think that's where we kind of fit in is we're kind of the last step to, to hopefully, you know, help you get the attention you need to help you know get you to be able to pitch your product to get your foot in the door and and how how do you set it up nick where like say you're gonna tackle your i don't know if you have a territory or you go after a vertical or something like that but say you're you're putting together like your attack plan for 90 days do you select like a number of accounts and then go okay for these i'm gonna send you know chipotle or something like that how do you set it up yeah, I think that's a great point. And another reason that this really ties into the ABM strategy yeah. is because frequently with with ABM, whether it's even I think sales reps and marketing are starting to think about this really similarly, which is also a nice thing. I think with the advent of ABM is kind of to, bridging the gap between sales and marketing, starting to have something that everyone can work together on. Where you've got your your high value you know accounts, which can be two hundred, can be for me it's more like fifty, and you'll send something that's a little bit more high ticket there, right? So with the higher ticket, you know, tier one accounts, let's call it, I'll, I'll do something creative. And we talked a little bit about, you know, bringing decision makers together. So one that I'm a big fan of there is, you know, you can do something like sending a bottle of whiskey to your direct, you know, whoever your contact is, whoever, you know, your buyer is, and then sending two glasses to someone else that, you know, is going to be involved in that conversation and attaching a note that says, Hey, you know, Hey, David, here's, here's a bottle of whiskey. I sent Steve two glasses, was hoping you guys could sync up today and discuss Sendoso a little bit more and see if this would help for your team. So you're starting to think about how you bring decision makers together with that outreach rather than waiting until the last minute when you've already demoed the first person and they're like, Oh, I got to run this by my boss. And you're like, all right, how do we get them involved? Starting to be proactive and think about how do we get all the DMS here involved early and often and thinking about this. And then, yeah, exactly to your, to your earlier point of that, that'll be a tier one. And then you break it down. You got your tier twos. Maybe that's something where it's uh, the selfie 
with on, on a PDF with a handwritten post-it note. Then tier threes, right? I'm going to try to focus on maybe a little bit more e-gifts where I can do more volume. It's going to take a little less of my time to get those out. And you know, with that strategy, I could no problem be getting you know probably 50 of these sends out a day, and really see a super high response rate on that. Nice. And and then how when you're working with clients, where does the budget for this usually come from? Is it is it like the sales team gets a certain amount of money to send out these things or do they have to go to the marketing department and and get a budget for it? What have you guys seen? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So typically what we see happen is marketing and sales kind of attack this together. So marketing will kind of help out in the beginning and we'll, we'll help them with door openers to try to generate some MQLs and then sales typically gets involved with like their own budget where they'll assign a certain amount to each SDR or to each AE for that month that they can use for e-gifts and physical gifts. So they're, they're kind of controlling their own show. Like they can, can decide like which accounts should kind of get some of their budget is typically how we set it up. Gotcha. Okay. So you, you like in your example, you, you'll sit down and go, okay, I'm going to attack this list. I've sorted it out, prioritized it. Uh, here's my budget. I'm going to concentrate my funds, you know, on the A, A accounts and then, you know, kind of go down from there. Yeah. And the other thing that, that some companies have started to think through here, I was actually working with uh, Jake Biscar, who heads up sales dev at Rainforest, and he was talking about how this has become a little bit of a game within the SDRs because what they'll do is actually – where you budget this out per SDR. So you say, hey, everyone, you got 200 bucks you know, per month to go and get creative here. And so it's a lot more ownership over their business for the SDRs, which they really like because you can get creative here. And what they'll do is say, hey, you know, if you're able to set a meeting, an MQL, qualified lead, whatever you want to call it, using a send, we'll actually credit you back whatever you spent to go set that meeting because that was you know, positive oh, ROI. That was the nice. goal. Okay. So you start to get a little bit of a gamification here. You can even tie this into spiffs a little bit. So reps are starting to get pretty competitive here internally about and starting to share, share ideas, right? See who can get the most creative, who can come up with the wackiest send that really gets gets that, you know, desired result and gets in the door. And and at the end of the day, you know, we all know that SDR can be a little bit of a grind. We've all done it. And you know, you're doing you're hammering the emails out, you're hammering the phone out. So this is definitely a great way to, you know, break up the monotony a little bit and and have some fun. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and how does it how does it work? So you said that you're in are you in Salesforce and there's like a a window wireframe within Salesforce where you can press the button or do you have to go to Sendoso to send it? How does that work? Yeah, that's that's the best thing is that it's just a Chrome extension too, so you don't have okay. to go run through the the rigmarole with uh with the salesforce admin of getting something crazy set up it's just a chrome extension you log in and then it sits right inside salesforce and it's going to pull if it, if you're doing something direct mail based it'll pull the contact info in so you don't have to worry about retyping out the address or anything like that and if it's an e-gift it'll pull the email in so i can do it all right from salesforce other huge benefit is for teams that live in outreach that live in sales loft we plug right in there as well so you can actually work this into a cadence, which is something that a lot of companies are starting to look at, is how, how do we think about, all right, touch one, touch two, touch three, where do we want to work in maybe a handwritten note as part of our cadence, as part of that motion, you know, with those sequences that are our tier ones, maybe. 
Nice. Okay. So it goes right into the workflow. It's super easy. What 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 yeah. would you say? I mean, you probably already have mentioned it, but what would you say is the craziest send that you've ever seen? So I'll I'll say mine, then I'm sure Brayden will have a different one. My craziest favorite is we had a company, uh, Nutanix, that had custom Legos made. So their whole you know pitch is kind of build your cloud. So it was a Lego kit to build your cloud. But the Lego guy was based off of the prospect's LinkedIn photo. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, so that that's was super amazing. cool. Yeah, My kids would thing. love that. Exactly. And it's something awesome that's you know going to sit on the desk and everyone's going to be like, where the heck did you get that? That's hysterical. So I think there's a ton of opportunity to work with marketing on this. Like Braden said, kind of leverage some shared budget here where sales can say, you know, we've got these 50 tier ones, talk to marketing, brainstorm together start to bridge that gap between sales and marketing. So I'm sure Braden's got another amazing. one. Amazing. So, so mine, mine's a bit different. And I, actually, I, I loved this because it was actually a sales team that did it. And, and the thought behind it was after they did a demo, their typical follow-up email would be printed out on a T-shirt or written out on a sheet cake and sent to them. And I just loved that strategy. So it would arrive like one or two days after and the full follow-up email would be on this gigantic t-shirt and I, like the idea behind it just cracked me up because like it would arrive in like a custom box with a note saying hey thanks so much for the demo and it was a brilliant kind of uh philosophy so, so that one is my favorite i knew nice. you thought I, I, I was gonna say mr pep talk which which i thought about saying <laughs> no, that is the best everyone on the call Go in and order Mr. Pep Talk for sure. <laughs> hey, everybody needs a pep talk, man. Absolutely. Everybody needs a pep talk. Oh, that's funny. You got you got another one, Nick? No. You know, I have seen I've seen some really, really funny stuff. There's actually a great one on Outreach also did a blog post that was like the ten best things that you can send. One that's pretty obvious is is socks. Everyone's probably got branded socks lying around the office. Oh, I love so what's nice socks. is we can intake that swag. And inventory it for you so you can send it out on demand. But here's the bit that I thought was great. Someone sent out socks. The name name escapes me. And the messaging that he included was, hey, want to set up a demo. And I know I'm going to knock your socks off. So I wanted you to have a fresh pair handy. <laughs> nice. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I hope that you guys aren't uh, setting the expectations too high for the demo though, right? <laughs> hey. Yeah, at, right. As an SDR, you know your job. Your job is to set it. It's the AE's job to go and to go and wow them. Nice. So I think you do you do whatever it takes, right, to get that meeting. We've all we've all been there. Uh, I love it, man. I mean, it's you know, there's two things. Why I want to talk to you guys is it's it's getting harder and harder to set up the appointments. People are just inundated, like we were saying, with the phone calls and emails. And I mean, it seems like out there in the market, there's just uh, people are desperate for some kind of creativity. It, which is exactly whether you use Sendoso or not, you, you know, that's something creativity is free. You just got to, you know, come yeah. up with something, use it, stay within budget. And then if you want to scale it up, you know, look into a system like yours. So, well, and I, I think that's what it's really coming down to is whether you do or don't use Sendoso, companies are realizing that you've got to get creative today. There's, there's just no other option. It doesn't matter how strong your value prop is, you're not giving yourself a chance. If you're just sending emails and just doing phone calls, Jake, Jacob Rainforest, I mentioned earlier, he was on Predictable Revenue actually podcast, and he used the word irresponsible to refer to if you're just doing email. And I thought that was actually, you know, pretty well said. It's like if you think about 
when email became popular and people were just sticking to phone and saying, you know, we're not going to do email. That, that's just irresponsible. You're not leveraging the technologies that are available to you to go and do this. So I think whether it's Sendoso or not, I've seen, you know, the SDR team at Terminus, which is great, uh, who doesn't even use Sendoso, they send videos. So the rep will record a video of themselves pitching on the screen saying, hey, you know, we'd love to chat with you. And they'll send that over. And I thought that was fantastic. So I think it's not about, you know, you use, ideally you send Doso, we'd love to work with you, of course. I think it's a great tool, but it's just about starting to get creative here and think about how do we go and set these meetings in new and unique ways that really get people's attention. Exactly. And and I think a lot of it is just, hey, it worked, like email worked, you know, five years ago, and it's kind of lazy in a way in that you could say, okay, at the top of the funnel, I sent out 10,000 emails and then there's just some percentage of those get open and, and engaged with. And it's just, you can do sort of a math equation, but it's yeah. almost like, I mean, you know, the top of the, that funnel is shrinking because you have to be a little bit more customized in the email. And then eventually the result of that is going to 0% because people are just not responding anymore. So it's like, what, what are we going to do? You know, yeah, and I think that's that's why I like to use the term, you know, sort of the renaissance of of direct mail, the renaissance of the the personalized sales outreach. Where I think that if you go back to sort of there was the uh, the golf course age, so to speak, and then everything, yeah, sort of quickly that pendulum swung to to online very quickly. And I think the winners of the next five years, ten years here are going to be the ones that can bring it back to a level of personalization and you know the handshake, so to speak. But still within the constraints of realizing that, you know, everyone's working from different geographies. So, you know, how do you go and make that impact and still have someone walk away feeling like you've built a relationship there, you've really wowed them, you've impressed them as a real human being, but but within the constraints of, of what we're, what are what is the reality of today? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost like the the analogy that I heard is the Iron Man where you, you've got the technology and, you know, Jarvis is there like when you need it, but there's also, you have to have the human as well. And yeah. it's like, we, we swung too far over to just the technology and, and it's, I think we're seeing the repercussions of that, but uh, Braden, did Absolutely. you, yeah. I mean, like in, in order to, to build that relationship, right. I mean, like, as Nick said, I mean, like it, you, ha no one likes to be sold to, or they have something kind of jammed down their throat. But like when you have a relationship there and that person on the other end can actually trust you as someone who's, who's trying to help solve your problem, then yeah. I think like the whole conversation changes and you're not selling, you're more effective, like you're building a relationship and you are, you know, helping that person you know, be better in their own job. Yeah. And, and, you know, you made me think, Nick, you know, that I, I don't know how golf courses are still surviving. Like I, I run, <laughs> I run out on, on Harding park here in San Francisco in the morning and there's just empty. And it's like the golf industry has got to be dying because who's got time to walk around for 18 holes in back in the day, you know, you take somebody out, the account-based marketing was like, you go play golf, you have some drinks you eat you spend the whole day you know it's like madman madman you know mm -hmm. episode but now it's just like bits and bites and boom 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 you know nobody's got time for that anymore mm -hmm. so it's interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah. well good well dude this has been great you guys i appreciate you going in and answering all the questions i'm genuinely curious about what you guys have been working on so i appreciate you walking us through it obviously sendoso.com how do, how do we get in touch with you guys 
you know, in case uh, people want to learn a little bit more about it. We've got complicated email addresses. Mine is Nick, N-I-C-K, at Sendoso, and Braden is B-R-A-Y-D-A-N, right? Yeah, uh, that way. I mean, there's there's always, if you go to the site, you know, and uh, just there's a hello at also. So they all work and they all come to us. Very cool. All right. Well, hopefully hopefully uh, you'll get some door knockers on this one and you guys yeah. will be able to set up some meetings. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it again. Thanks for coming on the show, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, David. A lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.